Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. All right, Strong Business, Strong Marriage, we have a special treat with you today. We have an amazing couple today, Dr. Ray and his wife, Jean. I'm not even going to attempt their last name. I'll let them handle that in a minute, but... This is going to be fun. So I recommend getting your pen and paper ready and, and get the distractions eliminated because normally on this show, we bring in entrepreneurs who have strong marriages and we've done exactly that today, but they've been in business for 20 years together. Not only do they have a strong marriage themselves and a thriving business, they also help others strengthen their relationship. And so they are got a special place in my heart because the world needs more strong families. The world needs people, couples to be strong. The family is under attack in a huge way. And so this couple is going to bring some incredible knowledge for you today. Dr. Ray, Dr. and Jean, welcome to our show. Go ahead and tell the world about yourself a little bit more. All right. So we are a married couple. We've been together since 1998. 1998 yeah. Yeah. And uh, we came into the counseling field as individual clinicians. That's where we met. And in the counseling field, you get thrown in front of a couple or a family as a single person. And it's, there's so many dynamics. It's really overwhelming and very ineffective. So we created the Lighthouse Emotional Wellness Center to create a different way of working with couples. And so our model is couple synergy and we work together as a couple with couples. And we've found that that has been way more impactful and successful because in every relationship, there's either two winners or two losers. There's never a winner and a loser. And in traditional marriage counseling, you play referee. It's not useful, it's not helpful. In the beginning when we started, our company uh, in 2002, we had to not only manage our relationship and learning all the things that we needed to do in order to have a strong marriage, but then we had to manage having a strong business relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's an added relationship. And so that's why this podcast that you do is really amazing because it's not just about the marriage, but you have an additional relationship that you are creating together. And so we learned that firsthand. There are many times that we had to fight it out about business decisions and then also have to go home and have our, our relationship together as a marriage, as a strong marriage. So we love this topic and we love to continue talking about it. I'm so excited for our chat today because most entrepreneurs, they do it backwards. Let me give all my attention into my business so that I could take care of my family. But that's backwards because what happens is you get to the top of the mountain and your family's not there to come with you and enjoy those blessings. So 
today as we talked, we're going to give you some pretty powerful tools of how you can make sure your family stays the top priority, that you take care of the relationships at home first, so you are the best version of yourself right in the business. And so that is usually backwards how young entrepreneurs approach it. Let me give everything I can to my business and everything will work out for my family. The harder I go into business, my family will be blessed. That's a myth that many entrepreneurs need to flip-flop. And so I'm so grateful for what you have to share with us today. As we've been communicating, you teach some incredible stuff. And my goal in everything that we do is to build stronger families. Um, as a foster parent for the last 10 years, I want children to be raised in a two-parent home. I want them to have the best opportunity. And so family, strong family bonds is crucial in giving children the best opportunity for success. And so let's, let's dive into a little bit about um, some of your tips that you use to develop stages of long-term relationships, because that's absolutely what I want. I want these relationships that you're in or that will be in in the future to be long-term, to be forever. And I don't want a temporary marriage. I don't want families being split up because of divorce. And so let's dive into what are some of your skills and tips that you utilize to ensure long-term relationships? You know, in the beginning of our company, our children were three and 13. Both of our children are grown and finished college and are out of the house. And they both worked for us. And our son, when he was three, he had an office in our office. And the most important thing we see with relationships is no one's spending time together and you need time. And so the same thing with your business. If you just let your business sit there, it's not going to do anything. Well, your relationship is going to die as well. And so finding that balance is really important. And so when you're an entrepreneur, you have an option of how you schedule your life. And it may not look like other people's traditional life, but you absolutely have to build in time to be a couple and be a family as well as be a business person. And I remember in the beginning, we locked ourselves in a room. We were only making the brochure, but the brochure was like, what is our message to the world? And we're going to sit in this room and, and battle it out until we both have contributed what feels right for us. And it's that type of depth that you really need in order to really prioritize what's important, what's meaningful to your life, where do you want to go? Because whenever we're on a different page, nothing goes well. And that's what relationships are. It's two people coming together that have opposite backgrounds or different backgrounds. In the middle, in the center is the best. You bring the best of you and your partner brings the best of them. And that's the best place to be as opposed to it being a competition. Mm -hmm. You know, the topic of time is a very important one that Gina's mentioning. A lot of people know the term quality time, but they don't really know what that really means. So we use the term face-to-face -face time. So instead of, you know, a lot of people think that if I sit with my spouse on the, t on the couch and we watch TV together, and we're in the same room together, that's quality time. And that's not, right? You are facing one direction and you're not facing each other. And so face-to-face -face time is something that we really preach for couples. They have to be facing each other. They have to be spending time talking about their future. They have to be talking about their present. They have to be talking about the mistakes in the past. All businesses know that you have to have meetings to take a kind of a gauge at where you're at and understand you know, what are the goals that you want to achieve, right? But most people don't know that you have to do that in your marriage as well. You have to have these meetings and, and that face-to-face -face time so that you can assess where you're at and where you want to go. 
I love that talking about where you want to go is because like you said, every single entrepreneur, they have a vision for their business. They're like, okay, these are the things I want to do this quarter, next quarter, this year, next year, five years, whatever it is. Every entrepreneur has that or is in the process of developing it, whether it's formal or not. They've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but very few people have done the same thing for their marriage and for their family. They don't have a family vision. They don't want, they don't know. They just let life happen and when we take control and we really plan things out and we're focused on time with our family and quality time, life becomes magical. Not that it can't be without those things, but we can eliminate a lot of the noise when we do have those family meetings, so spend time to build a family vision because now everybody wins. Um, the one mistake that entrepreneurs make, or not the one, but a mistake that entrepreneurs make oftentimes is it's their business instead of our business or the family's business, the loved ones, whether it's the, the spouse or the teenage children or whatever your family dynamics are, have no idea what is going on in the business and they don't know how to support you. They don't know how to help you navigate your stresses in the business. And, and so one thing I want to challenge everyone to do is just to, when you talk about the business that you're a part of, Talk about it as a family business and not just you as a solo entrepreneur. Things just come together more. And so one of the principles that these guys talk about is stages of emotional vulnerability. A lot of times when we don't have the hard conversations, we're not unable to have the conversations that need to happen because we haven't spent the time on the simple things. We haven't spent the time when things are going well, sharing our souls, sharing our wins. And so let's dive into your, your stages of emotional vulnerability for a minute. Tell me about your six stages. Okay. Well, kind of a general overview. If you think about a bullseye, right? That in the center circle, that bullseye, that is reserved for your partner, right? It is a place where you are able to express all of your deepest, darkest secrets, is a place where you can express your most vulnerable emotions, right? Any fears that you have, any insecurities. And that is reserved for your partner, your person. And as you start to move out from that bullseye, you have outside concentric circles. This is where you are sharing less vulnerable things, right? Now, and the outside of the, of the bullseye, that's where you're going to have acquaintances, people you're just meeting. And you wouldn't share your most vulnerable items with people that you just met, right? That is something that is only reserved for your partner. And so understanding these different stages of vulnerability is very important for couples, right? Especially when you're talking about going from the business relationship to the personal relationship, because there are going to be different things that you're going to be sharing and you have to be able to move fluid throughout those different stages. So if you think about being on the outside of that bullseye, that is, if you imagine yourself, you're in a, a hat, gloves, winter coat, boots, it's, this is strangers, people you haven't yet met. And you say, hello, you say, how are you? And you do small talk, right? And that's completely safe. There's no vulnerability. You can even do that with people you don't like so much. And then... Imagine now you're going into their home and you're taking off your hat and glove and coat and boots and you're in your sweater and jeans. And now you're exchanging information. You're saying, oh, well, here's me and, and I'm married. I have children. I do this kind of job. 
and you're still as just pleasantries. It's fairly safe. But from there, people could start to have opinions, right? And so the next level is a little bit more vulnerable. It's like t-shirt and jeans. And so they're having opinions about your information. And if there's a level of respect, even though there's a difference of opinions, then it could be safer to go into the next level. And the next level is like tank top and shorts. This is more vulnerable. This is your vision for your life, the dreams that we have. And when we're in that state, if someone has an opinion about it that is negative, we may never accomplish that. And that's why it's more vulnerable. And then the next level is like being in a bathing suit. And, you know, in a bathing suit, now we're sharing feelings. We're much more vulnerable. These are people that hopefully have gone through those levels and are safe enough to respect the vulnerability of the information they're getting at the level of feelings. And then the next level is like being in your underwear. Being in your underwear, you think about who gets to see you in your underwear. And this is where we're really looking at those insecurities and those fears. And then the last level that inside that bullseye is where we're naked. We are completely open and honest, and that is with our partner. And if you have other things in the center of the bullseye, you know, there was a couple we were working with and the woman came in, we were talking about her resentments. And she said, you know, my mother knows all my resentments, but my husband doesn't know any of them. So the mother was brought into the center of the bullseye and the husband was not. And she realized that was a big problem. And so that's where the breakdown happens is when we bring people into that center and we're discussing intimate things about our primary person with the outside world. And it's really unfair to our partner. And it's, it's toxic because they're only hearing our version. And so they can never give us good advice about what we should be doing. It should be our partner we're sharing that. That is incredible. And I want to add to that. As an entrepreneur, I want to challenge you to bring your family into that inner circle because a lot of times your team knows everything, especially as a CEO or the head management in your company. You have a team, you have these executives, you have these executive assistants and and they know everything. And then you get home, you're tired, you're worn out, you figure out what's for dinner and you watch TV and you don't have much of a conversation when you get home. And that that's a very easy way to unintentionally block out your, your spouse, your children. Cause they, I don't know about you, but when I'm in an environment and I don't know that I fit in or I don't feel that I know what's going on, it's really hard for me to cheer people on and want them to win. I always want people to win, but when I don't know how to, encourage people or tell them, yeah, this is hard, but keep going. When I don't know how to do that, it's a little bit awkward and it's challenging. Like, it's almost like, I don't know, do I go in for a hug? Is it a fist bump? Is it like, we've all had those kind of interactions in the community, whether it's work, business, home, whatever. And I think a lot of times when we leave our family out, when we build our, our team in the business instead of at home first, we lose a lot of that support. We lose a lot of that internal confidence. And so one thing that I challenge everyone that I talk to is the first team that you should build should be at home. Your spouse should know exactly what the struggles of the business are. Your spouse should know what the challenges are. Your children should be able to at least tell their friends what mommy and daddy do for work. And a lot of times, entrepreneurs, we just grind so much 
that our children can't even tell their friends what we do, even if they're 10 or 12 or 15. And that's a problem. And when that's the environment we've established at home, no wonder we're tired at work. No wonder we feel like we're not scaling. No wonder we feel stuck. So that's what I want to challenge every entrepreneur to, to really make sure the first team that you build is at home. Your spouse doesn't have to be involved in the business like hardcore, but they should know about it. They should be able to talk about the business. They should be able to post on Facebook that, oh, my, my husband's got this launch coming up, or I'm so proud of my, our business for doing X, Y, and Z. But a lot of times, especially when a male is an entrepreneur and you have these lovely women at home caring for the children, just begging and pleading and even praying at times, how to learn how that they could cheer their, their husband, their, their spouse on, and we just leave them out. And so I'm so grateful that you shared some levels of vulnerability. And that can be applied to, to the business as well, too, as we are trying to scale the people that need the most communication, that need the most details, should be the people that um, have the ability to have an impact. And so... That's just incredible that we need to make sure that our time and our attention and our focus, our communication starts inward and then goes out to the world. Because like you guys mentioned, we all have the same amount of time and it's very valuable. Many, many entrepreneurs waste the time that they have with their children, with their spouse. And then the few years into business, they're wondering why things are not going well at home. And that's a lot of it is because we just don't give our family the time and attention. So that now that we've learned about being vulnerable, let's get vulnerable a little bit. Will you share with us a little bit? about some of the challenges that you guys had to navigate as a, a couple and business owners, uh, what it looks like to work together as a couple and how you navigated through some of those challenges. Absolutely. That's, uh, we love talking about our story and kind of how we built our company from the ground up and how we did that together. Right. And also at in the end here on this end of, of building the companies that we have now is that we have a strong marriage, which is something we're very proud of. But one of the things, the challenges that we run into and that a lot of entrepreneurs run into is that you have a justifiable excuse to work on your business all hours of the day, right? Because in your mind, you can justify that you are providing for your family, right? This, that I'm working hard and I'm working hard for my family. But employee punches in and punches out and they have these really clear boundaries and clear defined start times and stop times. And so they're able to then divvy up the rest of their time during the day to be able to give to their family. But entrepreneurs, they can work whenever. And so the boundaries are very, very diffuse. And it gets very difficult to balance that time with your spouse, that time with your kids, that personal time that you need in order to recharge. So in the beginning, when you started the business, we were working until late hours, I had to learn how to develop a, a website on my own. I, I'm not an IT guy. And so, you know, when you're starting your own business, you have to do everything. And so there were times that we were separated a lot because maybe I was working at the office trying to figure things out and Gene went home to take care of the kids. And so there were times we were kind of like passing ships in the night. And that was really, really stressful and really challenging to find that time to connect with each other. 
one of the things that we did, we were in a networking group and there was a travel agent and she's like, you know, here's a great opportunity. You can go to Mexico for three nights. It's $375 for a couple. It included the airfare and three nights in a all-inclusive hotel. And we were in the beginning of the business. We didn't have any money, but we're like, how do we pass this up? And we were working a ton of hours and we decided we were going to go. We went on this trip. And when we came back, our business reached a level of stability it never had. And we learned a really interesting thing there that if we take care of us, it takes care of the business. And so we find that very important to go on vacation and step back and rejuvenate ourselves, rejuvenate our relationship. And we come back stronger and it makes the business stronger. And I would say the second really, really stressful time during our business was uh, Ray went back to school to get his doctorate. And we both had master's degrees. We're working in the business. And this was a five-year program. And our kids were eight and 18 at the time. So I'm running the business, raising the kids. And he's gone. He's in school. He's doing his internships. He's still working in the business. And I I remember saying to him, are you sure you want to do this? Because we can never get this time back. And that was probably the most stressful thing we went through during our business where we became not just separated in our tasks, but you had a whole world I wasn't mm-hmm. involved in. Yep. And I was the only one really involved with our staff and we couldn't really understand each other as much as we used to or support each other because we didn't know what each other was going through. Mm-hmm. And if we had that to do over again, I wish we would have probably spent more time Because I think at the end, after you graduated, we really sat down and talked about what we went through and how that felt. And we were able to bridge that gap back together. But that's really important, those touch points when you're going through really stressful things and to make sure you take time to rejuvenate yourselves and come back together. Love it. Love it. That is just like music to my ears because that's us. That's Mm -hmm. that's my relationship. Two uh, professional graduate degrees while navigating young, young children in the business. And so I know that very well. I also have my doctorate in physical therapy, and my wife is currently in her master's degree, about to start her second year. And so, yeah, I know about two, two graduate degrees while navigating a business, and it is it's very, very challenging. But we can take that to anything that we're interested in, scaling mm-hmm. a business, growing a team, opening a second clinic, a third clinic, a fifth clinic, getting involved in a charity, whatever, that you can replace whatever is in your calendar with that graduate degree. And there's lots and lots of things that will take us away from home, that will take us away from our family. And, and you're absolutely right the time is the first thing that goes and that should be the last thing. And when entrepreneurs get it right, that's exactly what they've learned. They've learned how to build a team around them so they can remove themselves a bit to be with their family. And I loved how you talked about taking care of yourself, going on that trip, allowed your business to stabilize. And that's what an entrepreneur can do. Build two teams, build your first team at home and then build your team in the business and then watch the impact that you can have. I want every entrepreneur to win and I want them to win at a level that they're not used to winning at because when your business is thriving, that means more income. When you're bringing more income in, you can have a greater impact, both in the home, in the business, in the community. You have the opportunity to hire people. Um, A lot of people hire VAs for a lot of their initial tasks and a lot of them are in the Philippines or, or other places that the, the salaries might be significantly lower than they would be in the States. And 
that is just life changing. Every person that you can, especially outside of the United States that you can bring onto your team and really pay a wage that just is life changing for their family. And as an entrepreneur, I didn't get it at first. Um, I didn't know how important a team was and now I do. And I'm so very grateful that the team that we have, but the team that's been most valuable to me has been at home. My kids are, they just had a few birthdays. Let me get it straight. Three, four, four, six, and eight, almost nine. And um, every day, my five-year-old that has some learning disabilities, he says, Daddy, can we do the business? Because I've allowed them to join me in some of the lives. And my eight-year-old's been on podcasts, and he's a published author and stuff. But it's been so incredible to build my team at home first and then build my team in the business. And so entrepreneurs, the message, the problems that we solve are so significant and we have a great opportunity. There's businesses that fail every day, every week, every year, and you don't have to be one of them. And if you will get these things right, take care of your relationships at home so you can be the best version of yourself to show up in the business. Not only can you have a thriving marriage and a thriving business that you love, your impact can increase at such a huge level. I talk to entrepreneurs day in and day out who are frustrated that they can't make any progress. They're they're stuck at this income level. They're, They're challenged to scale. And when we have conversations, they're so overwhelmed going harder in the business that the family has suffered. And so the quickest way is we dial things back. We really focus on things in the home. And then just like you guys said, you stepped away for a minute and things stabilized and things took off. And so my ultimate goal is that families stay together, that relationships become stronger, that family connections bonds are everlasting and the businesses thrive because as an entrepreneur what do we do we solve problems and how many problems are in the world unlimited i can't count how many problems the world is facing today and us as entrepreneurs we are in a significant position to to change the world to solve these problems that typical nine to five job can't do and so i want every entrepreneur to have a thriving marriage and a thriving business because that means more income, more incomes. Money's just a tool. Money's a tool to increase our impact. Money's a tool to, to change lives. Money's a tool to serve in a way that we can't otherwise serve if we're limited on our financial resources. And so, oh, I just love everything about our conversation today. What are some of the, what are one or two tips that you would give to an entrepreneur who is stuck that is wanting to scale or is feeling overwhelmed and is questioning, is my business worth it? One thing that I would say is that stay in the moment and you sit there and you say, I have a roof over my head today. I have food in the refrigerator my bills are paid, I'm safe. I might not know what tomorrow is, especially in the beginning stages when a company is very unstable. And for us, one of the things we thought is, what would it be like to go back to work for someone else? And we're like, no way, stick with it. Mm -hmm. And don't get too far ahead and worry about what's going on even a year from now, just like today and find a place of gratitude that you are in a position where you have 100% control over your life and your destiny. And what you're talking about, about the the kids, you know, we all, the world used to be like that. You had apprentices and you, you worked as a family to survive and to not just be someone who had a skill, but also to be a good person in your community. And so I love that the children get included in 
how do you do that? And they learn so many great life skills as well. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, we also say, keep in mind the battery analogy, right? And that is everybody knows they, they have their phones every day. And at night you put your, your phone on the charger. And in the morning you take your phone off the charger to hundred percent. And throughout the day, as you're using it, that percentage goes down. Well, very much like that battery, we, are, we have a battery within us as well. And in the morning when we wake up, we're at 100%. And majority, for everybody, majority of that energy that we have is typically going to go to work and to our, our business, right? And so at the end of the day, we have 30%, 40% maybe left. How are we divvying up that percentage? And if we are using up majority of our energy, 80%, 90% to working on our business, we don't have anything left at the end of the day to give to ourselves, to our partner, to our family. And so we really want to keep that in mind every single day when we wake up, we have to be able to put aside and set aside energy and investment into our marriage and into our families first. And then our business gets the rest of it. I love that approach. And I just want to build off that analogy. If you think about it, when your phone is charged, when you're full of energy, the... 90 to 100% range seems to last a while. 80 to 90% lasts a while. 75 starts to slow down. But once your battery starts to get to 50, then it starts to decrease pretty rapidly. And before we know it, the lights are out. Like when you're at 10, 12, 15, whatever it is, you go to turn your flashlight on, turn the flash on your camera off. It says not enough battery power to do this task. And our phones are very, very powerful. We make videos, whatever, messaging, whatever. Anything we want to do on a smart device, we can do it nowadays. And when it doesn't have the appropriate charge, you don't have enough battery to complete this task. And that's often the charge that we give our family. We give them the leftovers when we don't have enough capacity, enough bandwidth to even turn the light on, to turn the flashlight on. And so I'm glad that you said that. My challenge for everyone that hears us now today or in the future is give your family the 100%, the 90% of the battery, because that's what lasts longer. That's where your phone is most productive. That's where you can be the best version of yourself. When we're tired, when we're, our percentage is so low, we can't turn the flashlight on. We make poor decisions. We often speak unkindly. We're harsh with our tone. We, we're not making good lasting memories. So put your time in your calendar. Make sure your family is the first thing off the charger each day and that they're on the calendar first. Because by the time you're working the business and if you get to the point where your charge is too low and you can't turn the light on, well, you're usually in a spot where it's a good time to go to bed anyways. And so it's a good place to recharge. And so there's nothing worse than knowing you have to make a few calls. You might need the flashlight. You don't have the charger. You're on your way home. You need to call your spouse. Oh, yeah, I'm on my way home. Or they ask you to pick up something from the groceries and you just don't have the charge. So make sure that you give your family the top priority. Give your family the first 100% use of your battery on your calendar first and then do everything else in the business. Because I can promise you this, the tasks that we often, oh, just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer that cause us to miss the family meals, the kids' school activities, those can wait till tomorrow. Those can wait till our next charge. 
more often than not. Very few times in our business do we have to deal with emergencies that can't wait 15 hours or 10 hours and stuff. So make sure your family doesn't get your leftovers. Make sure your family gets the charge that's appropriate. And appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your time with us. How can people get in touch with you if they wanted to learn more about couple synergy or how that they can uh, better navigate being an entrepreneur and a married individual and a married couple together. How can they get in contact with you? Uh, they can connect with us at couplesynergy.com and they can also connect with us on our Facebook page and Instagram at couple synergy and, or they could just send an email to contact at couplesynergy.com. I just want to let everyone know that we offer twice a year a weekend for couples where they completely unplug and can rejuvenate their relationship. So if you go to the website, you can check that out, the weekend intensive. Oh, that is just wonderful. I've so appreciated your time here today. And just with a quick recap, life requires us to be vulnerable and we need to pay attention who is in that inner circle that gets that attention. Because if you think about it, relationships fail because we don't communicate. Relationships fail because feelings are hurt, because we don't feel valued, because we don't feel understood. And if we're bringing the wrong people into our intimate circles, people are feeling rejected. People are feeling like they're not valued, that they're not understood, and that's problematic. So make sure that you're vulnerable, but you're vulnerable with the right people at the right time, at the right place. The restaurant is not the time to be naked. <laughs> the, that's something that we forget it, as an entrepreneur. We might be out with friends. We might be drinking and we might get casual or careless with our relationships. And think about that, that analogy that they gave with the, the level of relationships. That would be pretty silly when you're trying to have an intimate moment to be in your, your winter coat and everything. And it would be all equally silly to have a casual conversation naked in the restaurant. And so make sure that your priorities are in order, your people are in order, and you build the team that will have allow you to have the biggest impact. Build your team at home first, and then build the business team, and then see the impact that you have both in the home and in the business and in the community. When we do it in that order, God and our family first, the business and the community second, your impact will increase. And I can promise you as an entrepreneur, if you get that as your stepping stone, as your journey, if that's the map that you travel, you won't be stuck very long in wanting to scale. You won't be stuck very long in trying to get to your next income level. And so I appreciate you guys joining us today. And thank you for being on the Strong Business, Stronger Marriage podcast. Thanks, Thanks so for much having us. for having us. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.